done half my job for me, which is good because now I will have to finish off quickly. But he described me as T3, so suddenly I have this vision of uh, me as this terminal of Delhi Airport. But jokes apart, um, as he very rightly said, when I thought about curating this webinar and I had this conversation with Hariji about what is it that we want to come out of this webinar, uh, I realized that uh, the more I study about temples personally, that our temples are not the preserve of archaeologists alone. They do not belong to the ASI. They do not belong to architecture students. They do not belong to the casual tourists. They do not belong to historians. They do not belong to scholars. Yes, all these people are custodians as much as we are, but our temples belong to us. Hindu temples belong to Hindus. And here I'm not talking about the legal part or whether the government should be in it or not in it. I believe that the community should control Hindu temples, but that's a whole different topic and I'm not going to go into that. But what I want to share with you is my journey about how I got interested in temple architecture and how I systematically pursued this journey. And now today I can say that I know enough. Obviously, a lifetime is not enough to understand and appreciate Hindu temples. That is true. But I know that I, I know enough. I know a drop in this infinite ocean. But even that drop is enough to make my own life fulfilled and make me a better person. So I was always interested in temples. I was eight, I was in primary school when we went to a school picnic to a temple called Tamdi Surla in Goa. That was the only ancient temple still left intact in Goa because all the other temples were destroyed by the Jesuit missionaries in the 16th century and they had to be shifted to a new location. New location. So this temple still exists. It exists in a very picturesque location. It exists at the, uh, at the base of Western Ghats. And when I saw that, I just fell in love with it. It's a small temple, but it's a stone temple with a typical shikara, with a typical mandap, with a garbhagraha. And I don't know, for an eight-year-old child, it is something, it, it, it was a thing of, it was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen in my life. So I asked my teachers a lot of questions. What is this thing made of? How did they put these stones together? Was there cement in it? They couldn't answer it at that point of time. But I never forgot the thrill that I got after seeing the temple. Since then, I've gone to the temple uh, many, many times. And every single time, I still get that feeling of awe. As I grew up and started reading more about history, more about temple architecture, more about dharma, that interest only got fired. But it was not systematic at that point of time. I read very haphazardly. I didn't have a guide. I didn't know where to read, what to do. But I visited a lot of temples uh, in college when I started working, when I started traveling. And then about 11 years ago, I uh, went to a lecture that changed my life. That lecture was by somebody whom we are going to hear uh, in a short while now, Dr. D.V. Devlurkar, a senior archaeologist and an expert in Indian iconography. So he had given a very basic lecture on temple architecture uh, for a course that I was attending at that point of time in Pune. And to hear him talk about the philosophy behind the temples, to talk about what temples really meant, the idea behind the temples, it just, I don't know, it just opened a whole new world to me. And after that, I never looked back. What my interest was, it turned into a full bloodied passion. I read more. I uh, asked Iglukar sir for references. I did a course in Indology in uh, Tilak Maharashtra with Pete. My reading got more systematic. 
i could relate what i read to the places that i visited my travel map got more systematic and that is how i sort of could build a full narrative of what temple architecture was is what what it is about but having said that again i am saying again and again that what we have today and this is despite uh waves upon waves of destruction when our temples have been raised to ground 40000 temples have been raised to ground some of the temples that we have the greatest temples are not in a good shape they have been mutilated by islamic invasions but still whatever we have whatever we still have uh, available to us it is so huge it is so profound and the philosophy behind it is so wonderful that when you start digging into it it has the power to change your life it changed my life it made me a better person it made me understand the thought uh, that our ancestors had while building it and they always had a thought they didn't decide to build a temple randomly they they had a thought in choosing the location they had a thought in uh, trying to what are the different parts uh, that a temple has they had a full philosophy a lot of symbolism and it was an attempt to go attain the profound from the profane that is the basic philosophy of the hindu temples but i have uh, dr deglurkar talking about it and uh, you know nothing that i would say is even uh, 100 as impactful as what he is going to say it's a lifetime of tapas that he has that he is going to talk about it but the underlying message that i want you to uh, say is that anybody can study temples and anybody can be on par with uh, a a a so called archaeologist or a historian if they devote their lifetime to it you need to uh, systematize your studies yes but above everything you need to have a passion you need to have faith and you need to have devotion i had read a sentence about uh, that the professor degluser sir had said in one of the talks and there he had said that an archaeologist's greatest duty is to preserve the heritage of the country and i think that is what Uh, as hindus we should also all aspire to do you do not need a degree to hone your passion some of the greatest work in uh, demolishing the aryan invasion theory has been done by shrikant talageri who actually works in a bank for a living but nobody can deny his research because he has devoted his entire lifetime to this subject and he has uh, ensured that his uh, his command over the topic is exemplary and even the so called people who are phd's and all they cannot deny or they cannot refute his research so that is the sort of uh, expertise that is the sort of scholarship that is the sort sort of consistency that we need to aspire to and my own life is a testimony to it i have devoted myself because that uh, study gives me a lot of joy the study of textiles the study of temples and somewhere there is a lot of synergy between the two because the motifs on textiles are often inspired by temple architecture and you will see that uh, in my textile talk but that's again besides the point and another thing i want to stress again so if somebody like ram guha who has a degree in sociology and who has a phd in uh, economics or something or degree in economics and phd in sociology he can describe himself and the world can describe himself as an eminent historian what stops us people who have the faith who have the passion who have the intelligence and who have the ability to devote themselves to a systematic study of temple architecture and sculptures to take this up and say that this belongs to us 
we need to preserve we need to promote and we need to ensure that what we have this enormous legacy this tremendous spiritual uh, dhan that we have this this uh, this this um, how would i say this uh, this legacy that we have we have to ensure that it passes on to our future generations which is why studying our temples and devoting ourselves to the study of temple architecture is so important and all of us can do that obviously you're not going to spot overnight but you can start somewhere you can start from documenting your neighborhood temples just take a camera you will have small temples which may not be very old but they will be 100 years old 500 years old 200 years old 40 years old but all of them will have a story talk to the pujari ask him about the celebration find something make a little blog put a lot of pictures put it on social media what stops you nothing really it's just that our mind that stops us we all go to temples we go inside we do the darshan we take the prasad that the pujari gives us we take the tirtha the prasad uh, the pujari gives us and then we just spend 2 3 minutes then and we come out do we spend time understanding the temple why it was built in the place that it was built who built it initially is the original temple still existing are some parts of the original temple still existing when was it renovated why was it renovated was it destroyed do we ask all of these questions no we don't i would request all of you who is coming and attending this webinar today and who is joining us on facebook that next time you go to the temple do darshan pray of course that's what a temple is meant for but also take some time out to understand the architecture of the temple to see why the temple was built the philosophy behind it the stories of the people who built it and literally you will find that in your neighborhood there would be temples galore and every temple will have a story let's unhurt those stories and this webinar is the first step in this direction